Well, we come now to the reading of God's Word from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. It's on the screen. Feel free to open up in your Bibles. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, hear God's Word. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is God's word. Amen. We'll go ahead and keep uh, your Bibles open as we uh, look at this passage uh, this evening. I want to begin uh, by thanking uh, those who preached for me while I was in isolation over the last uh, few weeks or so. Uh, with uh, COVID, Dr. Stetzer and Dr. Litvin. Uh, very grateful for them preaching uh, such fine messages uh, while I've been out. And uh, to do it at short notice and um, at Christmas time, uh, I'm grateful. So thank you to them. And it's good to be back. And I'm looking forward to... Uh, well, I'm enjoying being vertical. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Uh, the passage this evening has a simple, um, basic theme, I think. And that theme is as follows. When we believe the Christmas message, it leads to us receiving the Christmas experience. I suspect there are very few among us this evening who are not wanting to receive the Christmas experience. Especially of all years that we have been alive on the face of this planet, this year, do we long for the Christmas experience. Who is there among us who does not long for peace? I've been thinking about that uh, today in particular as I've been praying for this message. Peace. We live at a time where there is potential for global conflict again. China, Russia, 
We live at a time when there has been unending rancor and division and nastiness in the discourse around the country. Peace. Who is there who does not long for that part of the Christmas experience? Who is there tonight who does not long for glory? For something beyond the superficial and the temporal and the impermanent and the inadequate and the passing. For something of substance and meaning and purpose and splendor. Especially these days where there is so much that feels ridiculous, trivial, insubstantial, inadequate, glory, beyond the financial accolades by which we attempt to keep score. Which Christian is there here tonight who does not long for glory to God. We live at a time when the church across the country has experienced, it seems to me, and perhaps I'm just scanning down the wrong social media streams, but it seems to me as if there has been scandal after scandal and inglorious messaging about the church. Which Christian is there here tonight who does not long for the glory days, for the church, where we are not scandal-ridden, but throbbing with glory to God? We long for the Christmas experience. And this uh, passage, I, of course, have looked at it many times over the years and preached it many times because it's such a typical standard Christmas passage. But as I looked at it again over the last couple of weeks, I've become convinced that this passage is showing us that when we believe the Christmas message, it's then that it leads us to receive the Christmas experience. And I think that Luke, the author of this gospel and the author of this passage we're looking at this evening, has deliberately threaded these two streams together that then land at the end of the passage in an ultimate connection between the two, the message and the experience. Uh, he, he makes uh, the centrality of the message clear from the way he describes the angels in verse 10. He, said, he describes how the angels said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. That's a message, of course. It's the gospel, uh, the gospel means good news. In Greek, it's evangelion, which simply means good news. It's an announcement. It's a piece of news. It's something has happened that the angels are announcing. That's the good news. Something took place. An event happened in Bethlehem. 
And it's news, a message. And then to emphasize that he's wanting us to pick up this theme of the message that we're to believe in order to receive the experience of Christmas, he, he repeats that theme again and again. So verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Luke records, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. This thing can also be translated this word that has happened. It's a, it's a perfectly good translation because the word for word here can also mean thing because in the mind of us humans, word and thing is connected. The word creates a thing. But what Luke is saying, I believe here, is this word that has, that has happened. There's a message about something that took place, a thing that happened, a word about that thing. And then he says uh, again, emphasizing it, verse 17, and when they, the shepherds, saw it, they made known the saying, or it's the same word for word, the word that had been told them concerning this child, the message, the news, the good news, the announcement, the message. And then again, uh, verse 19, he, he says, but Mary treasured up all these things or all these words, this message, this announcement. And so what he's saying is there's a message, a Christmas message, if you like, that he's urging us to believe in order, the other thread, to have the experience, the Christmas experience. Of course, we have somewhat sentimental ideas about what the Christmas experience is. I'm not all against that. The lights, the, the tree. I, I, I like, I enjoy that. I, it resonates with me. But we do have the Victorian sensibility of Christmas is what we tend to think of when we think of the Christmas experience. Charles Dickens, a, a Christmas carol. Charles Dickens once said, happy, happy Christmas that has the power to win us back to the delights of our childish days, to recall the aged man back to the pleasures of his youth to transport the sailor and the traveler thousands of miles to his own fireplace and his quiet home. Christmas can do that. But that's just a little taste of the real Christmas experience. And Luke threads that through here too. He says, fear not, for I behold, I bring you good news of great joy. It's, it's great joy. Why? Because for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This experience is the experience of salvation. Not a trivial, I prayed a prayer once when I was eight. But the fulfillment of God's promise through the line of David 
that he would redeem all humanity through his, his, his Messiah, his people, the whole universe, that he would recall those to him who believed. Not a trivial salvation, but a massive salvation for those that God calls. Joy for all the people. This David, a savior, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, the sign of God's surprising savior. And this experience is glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The peace on earth that we so long for comes as we are reconciled to God. We have peace with God through the salvation that God offers to us if we believe. We're reconciled to him. We're no longer enemies with God. We have peace with God and therefore Peace in a new community of the church of peace. And one day, when this Jesus that we remember came as a baby, comes again, not now as a baby, but as a king, then the glory will fill the earth as the waters Fill the sea, and there will be peace on earth. And this Christmas experience, Luke interweaves the message to land and this ultimate connection in verse 20, where he says at the end, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, which is the experience. For all they had heard and seen as it had been told them the message. If we want the Christmas experience, we need to believe the Christmas message. How do we do that? Well, Luke tells us as well how to do that. And really, he's saying we should follow the example of the shepherds who did three things. First, they made a decision. Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. So they talk it out. They discuss it among themselves. But then they decide. There comes a moment when you need to decide. And they decide without delay, verse 16, and they went with haste. They didn't wait till the next day. They didn't wait till the next week. They didn't wait till the next year. They didn't wait till the next Christmas. They went with haste. No delay. For this Jesus, who came as a baby, is coming back as a king. And now there's an opportunity for you to be saved. But when he comes back as a king, he comes as judge. Make haste. Don't delay. 
decide to follow Jesus. And then, uh, Luke tells us, they declared what they had decided to, to everyone. They didn't keep it silent. They, 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 they told everyone what they'd heard. They were praising God for all they had seen. And they, they told everyone about it. They, they, they declared it. They decided. They didn't de- delay. And they declared it for, as the Bible says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we're saved. If tonight, as I pray you will, you believe the Christmas message, don't be, don't be silent about it. Tell people about it. Tell me about it. Email me. Message me about it. Tell the staff about it. Declare it. It's a gift, isn't it? Christmas. A gift that we need to unwrap. For to receive the Christmas experience, we need to believe the Christmas message.